Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Join me right now, back on the show, Kumite Radio, Martin Nguyen, one featherweight champion. What's going on, Martin? Thanks for having me back, bro. It's good to always chat with you, man. Good, man. A lot of stuff, man. A lot of action going on. But before we get into all of that, I want to talk about your bantamweight journey. You know, look back on the two fights you had. What were some of the things that you you saw in the fights, watching them again, that you're like, hey, you know, maybe I wasn't really myself at that weight class? Um, look, I watching watching those fights again, man. It's always heartbreaking because um, then you know, once in a lifetime opportunities, and to let them slip out of your hands like that, and knowing that you couldn't fight at your hundred percent potential. Um, that's what breaks your heart, you know, but it only motivates you to, to get better. So um, I, I watch back and there's things, yeah, there's always, there's, everyone's going to say there's things I could have done and should have done, but, you know, it's then and there. If you don't do it, move forward, man. And that's how I see it now. I didn't, I didn't uh, capitalize on the perfect opportunities that was given to me. So um, it's time to get back to my roots, man. Now let's get into the, the injuries that you've, you've sustained recently. Um, you've, had a foot injury and then you went public with a knee injury let's go into that foot injury when did that happen what caused it yeah so um look with, with that fight with uh kevin um so one thing that we worked on was uh like just like a like a flick push kick um to keep him at bay and um you know what i found out i found that it was kind of working um to my advantage to a point where it made him freeze every time he'd want to come in and um, I, I personally think it happened in the first round. Um, I didn't feel it until the second round. But um, roughly around near the end of the first round, um, I, I felt that something wasn't right. Like my feet was, um, like my right foot was all tense. Like I was, I was ready to jump or something like that, you know. So back in my corner, I was looking down at my, my toe and I was like, um, something doesn't feel right down there, but it looks normal. Like it, it looked 100% perfect. It just it was just tense, and I was like, alright, whatever. And um, second round came out, and sure enough, I was throwing the same kicks, and I was moving from um, his flurries that he was beating me to. So, um, in the midst of moving around, I felt like I was stepping on something in the cage. So I was constantly like just quick glimpse looking down, and I was looking at my toe. And then at the moment, maybe about three, no, about a quarter way into the second round. Um, I noticed that my second my second toe on my right foot was underneath my big toe, um, like an L, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like just just as soon as that freaked me out, as soon as I started thinking about my toe, pain started hitting me. Like I, it felt like I was getting pain through my shin. Um, it was traveling up my ankles, and it was just one of those pains that you never want to go through. Like you know, um, you're punching someone and you know your hand's broken, but you don't want to think about it. But then once you start thinking about it you stop throwing it because you don't want to damage it anymore. It's, it's not one of those feelings. And um, you know what? It, it just came to the point where it just put me off completely. Um, 
And you know, anything, everything that I tried to do, it wasn't working. And you know what? Uh, props off to Kevin. He done his homework and he's done his job um, on, on on winning. And you know what? He he, he deserves a he deserves that victory, man. It is what it is. You know that Kevin fight. It was your second time. Your second time dropping down to uh, bantamweight. Was that tougher? for you the second time around? Because, you know, we talked about it before, but now it's said and done. Was it tougher for you? Oh, dude, it was, um, I've never been, I've never been so dehydrated and um, not only dehydrated, um, but, you know, malnourished in my life, you know. Um, it was an aggressive cut and, you know, I, I knew it and we knew it going in that it was going to be aggressive cut, so no excuses. Um, I messaged my, my nutritionist. I go, look, we've got seven weeks. I'm seven kilos heavier. Can we make it? Yes or no? That's it. And I can, I can accept this fight or I can't accept this fight because you know my body more than anyone after making me get down to that weight um, prior. You know, she goes to me, um, so what are you waking up at now? And she was going through all the processes and that, everything with me. And it came to like seven weeks and two days or something like that. And she goes, look, it's going to be a very aggressive cut. Um, you're going to lose a lot of weight very aggressively. And with your training, you're going to feel like shit. But in terms of making the weight is the question that you're asking me. Yes, you can make the weight. So I was like, okay, if we can make the weight. I'm going to take it and I'll cop everything else on the chin. And, you know, I thought it was like a myth when people blame their weight. But um, as you can see, man, um, my body my body was, uh, you know, one, one kick away from breaking. You know, it's never happened to me before. And... It happened. So, um, just the just the impact that losing losing the muscle muscle mass and everything like that it, it takes everything away from like absorbing shots and you know throwing shots and reflexes and all. That. Sure, I, got, I had a bit of speed on me, but it wasn't matched to someone who was walking around at that weight constantly. You know, so um, yeah, that weight cut was the last one was very aggressive. Uh, we did make the weight, but the body um, suffered. The first weight cut, um, in terms of Bibiana, we had three months to prepare, man. I was feeling like a dream. I, I already made the weight um, two months uh, into the fight camp, and I had a whole month of readjusting and readjusting my food plans, and I was having more energy towards the end of it. Um, and I felt like a million bucks, and I was like, man, this is my new weight division. But after that last weight cut and just going through the dude, I was like, I'll never forget this, man. And... My coach, even my both my coaches even told me, my, my main coach, Fari, was just looking at me like, fuck, you're putting yourself through a lot of work just to make weight. Um, my striking coach that was there with us, he was like, man, you're running too much. I ran I ran and rode on a bike um, 47Ks on fight week in four days um, to make the weight. And it came to a point where I was 200 grams overweight, um, hydrated, um, sipping bits of water. I was on the lower end of hydrated um i was 200 grams over my weight and i was hitting pads in the freaking hotel room freaking 40 minutes before weigh-ins man and i was like trying to sweat trying i was using so much energy just to make like lose the 200 grams and i would lose those 200 grams but then my 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 urine will be like a bit yellower than usual so i drink a bit more and then i'm back over and i'm still hitting pads and it came to a point where i was dead on um and I walked straight down there. I jumped on the scale and I walked straight back um, to the room just to rehydrate again. And it came, yeah, it was pretty bad, man. Like knowing the knowing the ins and outs of making weight, yeah, it was it was good. We made the weight as professionals, but um, it took a toll, man. Definitely. Um, 
if you analyze your last three fights, the Viviano fight, in my opinion, you had great movement. You know, you look like yourself. Like, you look like you were when you did, when you were fighting in featherweight. Christian Lee, of course, you dominated that fight, even though it was a split decision. But then the Kevin fight, it was very clear that your movement wasn't like, you know, because I've talked to people about you and your style of fighting, and they're like, yeah, he's kind of, he has that kind of like that TJ Dillashaw style of movement. And in that Kevin fight, you didn't have that. It was kind of limited. And it almost seemed like you're trying to save your gas tank to last in a way. Look, limiting um, yourself. I, I, I only, I've only watched that last fight up until the second round. Um, it actually, uh, actually hurts me watching that fight. And um, like my coaches, they told me, have you, have you watched it? If you watched it and you've done this, you've done that. So we're always analyzing, we're always working. But um, in terms of watching that last fight, that hurt me the most. Um, Knowing, look, not taking away anything away from Kevin is a is a you know one of the one of the most um, prestigious mixed martial arts out there, and um, look, I, I felt like a fight out of ten, I would win nine times out of ten, um, just 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 based on the experience that I've gone through and you know the type of fights and type of training sessions I've I've had, um, not to be naive or anything. I, I I came into that fight thinking that I win nine times out of ten. Um, and you know what, Kevin proved that, you know, it was a, it was a complete opposite, you know. So, um, look, going into that fight um, and thinking about it, you know, it's heartbreaking, but um, it sparks motivation inside me just to be like, man, now everyone thinks that that's my type of style and that's the way I'm going to fight and that's the way I'm going to end my career. And now it's just, it's playing on my mind where I've got to prove everyone wrong again. And this is, just, this is the point where um, it came to a point at this stage as well after I fought Gafarov, that everyone was going to think that this is Martin's, you know, this is Martin's weakness, and this is this is where we're going to beat him. That's how we're going to beat him. And you know, everyone was talking shit when I lost against Gafarov the first time, and it, you know, it sparked that motivation to make me go on like what is it, four, four, four or five fight winning streak. So I'm getting that same feeling after I lost to um, Gafarov, and you know, I, I, man, I've been training twice a day still. Everything's been training. I've been working. I, lift, I haven't lifted weights one time this year up until uh, it was about a month ago. And actually, about a month after that Kevin fight. So it was that two months ago, two, three months ago. So I've been, I've been gaining all my muscle back, all, all the reflexes and everything that I've, that I've missed out on doing. I've had back now, man, and focusing straight on this uh, featherweight division. You did have to relinquish your lightweight title because of a knee injury first let's talk about the knee injury how that happened and how the rehab is going and then we'll talk about the, the lightweight crown <laughs> so um the 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 knee injury one of the guys in the gym he asked me to um you know a young up-and-comer very very talented kid um and you know what when i see people in the gym that are putting their heart and souls into their training I, I tend to do the same for them to do, to do whatever I can to help them succeed. Um, if I see the guys that just, you know, not consistent and, you know, just doing it for leisure, I'm just here, I'm just there. Um, then, you know, what, I'll, I'll just be like on the fences, but, um, this young kid, man, he's putting in the work. He, he came from another gym and he was like, oh, I want you to be in my corner. Um, can you help me? You know, um, man, he's only like 60. 16 or something like that. So, and he was very, very talented for a 16-year-old. So, um, you know what? I, I agree to it, seeing the hard work that he put through, 
put in and he helped me actually actually helped me in the last camp as well. So just like a bit of bit of payback to help him out. Um, and we're doing our normal Tuesday wrestling sessions and I was teaching him a takedown off the cage. Um, one that I know that he would utilize well because of his he's got a long reach and long arms. And you know what? I said, Yeah, do it to me so you know what it feels like. And you know, he done it a few times and I'm like, All right, and I'm like, Yeah, do it again. Um, just to just to get the motion, you know. And <laughs> Uh, one last time he done it to me, I, I landed on all fours. It wasn't even hard. It was like it was like I tripped over and it was like an instant jar in my left knee. Like I felt like all of my weight just went on my left knee. That's what it felt like. And um, I sat down. I was like, oh, shit. Like, a, like my whole leg went numb. Um, and, you know, I, I stopped training from there and I was just guiding him through. I, I couldn't do, do anything else because it was like a jar. Like you jar your thumb or you jar your finger. It actually hurts. So, um and then the next next day, it didn't help me. I flew out to um, Hong Kong for the MMA Asia Awards. And when I fly, I swell up. And so my knee was swollen for about a, a good four to five days. I got back into Australia and um, had an MRI. And in terms of an MRI, I've never had one before. Um, but, yeah, they said high-grade sprain tear or grade two tear, PCL, MCL, and ACL high-grade sprain. And I was like, man, what? The, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what does it mean. He goes, man, you've done a good job. Um, it's still intact. You, you've um, you've dodged the bullet of surgery, but it's like heavy rehab from here. And I was at my, I was sponsored uh, physio, and he read the same thing, and he's like, man, you dodged the big bullet, and you know, this is why your knee is still swollen. And a week later, and blah blah blah, um, onto the next, and you know, I was hitting. Physio sessions, uh, five days a week, man, for three, four weeks, five days a week. Every single day I was in there. And, um, yeah, man, I, it's, it's, I'm now on my seventh week and I've had my first uh, wrestling session again uh, last Tuesday. And, you know, it, it doesn't, even, doesn't even bother me anymore. And, you know, I start kicking, well, not this week, I'm in Singapore, um, the next week after for sparring. So we'll see how we go. Man, that's incredible. Now the lightweight crown, man, you you relinquished it. I'm pretty sure it was a tough decision because it's always hard to let something go that you took so much time to earn. How tough was the decision to make? Look, um, I I sat down with my coaches and you know they told me as it is, man. You know, like men mentally, you're not there. Mentally, you're not there after this injury, um, and you physically can't be in the gym because you're injured. Um, so, you know, we were back and forward with um, the, the board at one championship and it came to a point where, um, you know, I was thinking more business business side. Like the belt hadn't been defended because they allowed me to um, go on my bantamweight ventures and um, you know, it hadn't been defended or fought for in a year and it was a stacked division. Everyone wanted a, wanted a shot at it. It was probably... Well, the lightweight division is the most stacked division in my championship. So holding it up, I didn't think it was fair. Um, so that was one of the one of the one of the factors that um, you know. Even speaking to my wife, she she was telling me the same thing. She's like got nothing to do with all this MMA game. She's like, look, business view. They let you do all this, and you didn't have to defend it. Now you physically can't defend it. We think you should just relinquish it. It's not like you got anything to prove in that division, and. Um, I was like, look, it is what it is. And we, we, we chatted to um, the board and the decision came to the final. Now, with your injury and your recovery, 
when are you planning on returning to the cage? I am, well, first I got to get a doctor's clearance, but I, I think I'll get that um, very soon, um, depending on how I go with sparring, with kicking. Um, I'm hoping February, March next year, early. We'll see how we go, man. I'll, I'll listen to the body and, um, and you know, whatever it tells me and whatever I, f I feel at the time, then I'll make the decision. But at the, at the moment, I'm not looking at fighting or I'm not looking at anything else but bettering myself and um, being with my family. Well, I know you're always watching the fights and analyzing the fights and analyzing your division and other divisions too. When you look at the featherweight division, you know, I've asked you this before, but now a lot of things have changed. Who do you see as the top three guys in the division? Top three guys in that the featherweight division. Um, well, A, the, the, the old lion himself, Narantangalag Jadamba. I mean, he, he's fought twice this year now, from what I know, and he's, he's won both of them. So he's back on that winning streak. Um, number two is Kayumi Mashishima, the guy that knocked out um, Gafarov. Um, being the underdog in that fight, came out and done the same thing that I did. The only guy to actually beat um, Gafarov other than myself. Um, so I think he, he just shot himself straight up into contention. And um, number three, I still think um, I still think Christian is a high contender. Mm -hmm. But other than that, man, everyone else that's calling me out, man, just take a seat, a couple more wins, and we start talking. <laughs> Definitely, man. One last question. You know, the super fight that everybody wants to see is Bibiano versus Demetrius Johnson. And they, ah, and they said that they won't fight each other, right? You know, they said they won't fight each other. But, you know, people can dream. And would you look forward to watching something like that? Like, is that a fight that... I'd love, I'd love. That would be so freaking entertaining. Just watching Marty Mouse move around is, like, so entertaining. And, you know, um, if they do ever fight... I think Mighty Mouse is just a, he's just like an energizer bunny, man. You can't stop him. Like, you can hit him. You can take him down. But, you know, he, he scrambles. He gets back up. And in that last fight with um, uh, Henry, I mean, Henry took him down. And I didn't see really any significant strikes landing or, yeah, sure, he took him down. He took him down. But Demetrius Johnson got back up. But, you know, that scoring system shit, man. Like, taking someone down and holding him is not a way to win. And, um... Look, it happened, and that's a wrestling, and it, they counted it as takedowns, and, you know, he won on class on points. Uh, man, I, to take out the champion, to, to, be, to be the champion, you must take out the champion. And to prove yourself that you've taken them out, you're going to take them out devastatingly. And um, I don't think, like, if Demetrius fought Henry again, Demetrius, hands down, would have that fight in the bag, I, I think, anyway. But um, you know, rules the rules clash and you know, fighting styles are different and but man, Mighty Mouse is a gun. And you know, he's one of my favorite fighters and I love watching him. I love I mean, he never got the love that he really, really deserved. I mean, the guy is literally a guy. It is what it is. All right, Martin, man, thank you for your time. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking to see you back in that cage early next year. I know you wanna be on that Japan card, that you know, the inaugural Japan card. A lot of people are probably Looking forward to seeing yeah, you there. I'm sure there's, a, there's a lot of fighters that want to be on that card, but um, you know what? 
if they ever put me up against the Japanese bloke, then I think fighting in his hometown and um, you know, getting my hand raised in his own hometown would be bittersweet, you know. So um, if I do fight in that card, beautiful. If not, I'm not too fast, man. I'm sure they'll have another Japan um, fight card then. And uh, I just take it as it comes. For sure, man. No doubt, man. Um, always good talking to you. And I always appreciate the time you give me, man. And, uh, hey, you're still the champ champ. You're not, you know, you ain't, you ain't just the champion until somebody wins that belt, right? That's it, bro. That's it. DC still carried around both belts, right? So exactly, man. Exactly. That is right, man. Um, but it is <laughs> People still calling me champ, champ. I haven't even realized that I vacated the belt. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I vacated the belt a few months ago. <laughs> oh, it is what it is.